1: Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Rod.
2: Hello, Steve. Hello, Larson. It's me, Dexter Loomis, NXT Superstar. So here's my shout out to the Going in
1: Raw podcast. Clever name.
2: Hey friendos! Steve here. Ben Larson. Welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We film it live here at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, and we're also available in the audio realm. If you're listening to this on whatever audio podcast app you use, leave us a rating, a review, or a comment. Doing that uh, helps grow the show. The more uh, big five-star reviews we get, or five-star ratings we get, theoretically, the better we are, that we just come up, we're in it's stuff.
3: Just, it's just better. It, it, apparently, it's just better. It's just Why better. Why not? Why not? Just better. Don't.
2: Anyways. Uh, and then, of course, we also have bonus content, man. If you guys are into Steven Larson, if you're into going in raw, we have Friendo Club TV for you. Uh, I mean, and you can five days uh, a week, yeah. Five days a week, including on Fridays, uh, we have vintage ten for the wins, the old school Stephen Larson stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, uh, a bunch of our stuff we do live for our friendos. Uh, like today, for example, later on at two uh, thirty Pacific, around there, five thirty Eastern, we've got pin loser draw. Uh, that's when we uh, you, Larson comes up with a thing. Mm-hmm. I draw the thing on my iPad in front of everybody on the little screen thing. And then uh, uh, and then whoever guesses it right gets the point. And then whoever wins, get, I, I would draw whatever they want to draw. Correct. Whatever they want me to draw, I will draw it. I will put Whether it on wants
3: there. Whatever you need to draw, he'll draw you. He'll put, tell him what you he want. he'll put it on paper. Tell me what or you want to iPad. put it on
2: there, and I'll put it on
3: there. And let's put it on there.
2: Uh, so, yeah, it's good stuff. You can get there three ways. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Send us a sub or uh, give us a sub, and we'll give you bonus content. And then also, uh, by becoming a YouTube channel member, click join. And, uh, boom, you get access to all that bonus content. Just go to the community wall, and uh, and it's there. It should get, give you an email notification as well. Yes. Uh, Gareth, thank you for the Twitch Prime thank stuff Thank you very Appreciate much. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay, so NXT, big announcements made on the show. Winner takes all. This is their counter-programming idea for Fighter Fest.
3: Yes, yes. Because this is
2: going to be taking place the same night as uh, AEW's Fighter Fest, night one, right?
3: Night two. The oh, it's th- night two? Okay. Yeah, July 8th. So the deal is... Uh, basically, uh, everybody that's uh, a main eventer these days in NXT is coming for the North American title, and then by extension, Adam Cole's belt. Um, yeah. And so Regal just said, "All right, well, we'll let you. We'll we'll try this all out." So next week we get a triple threat match: Keith Lee versus Gargano versus Finn Balor. Winner of that, and North American champion will take on Adam Cole on the eighth. Winner take all.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, it seems a perfect opportunity for someone to walk out of that. Match next week. North American champion enter the ring, hoping, thinking they'll leave with both belts, only for Carrion Cross to get involved in the finish and assure there's no winner and he'll destroy everybody.
2: So Carrion Cross is the name that was not involved in yes. all this at yes. the moment, although obviously yes. he, he sort of appeared in several different ways throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's uh, let's let's give our own speculation as to what's going to happen um i kind of feel like adam cole is the guy to beat because oh, i'll put it this way i'll put it this way so you think whoever is going to uh whoever wins this north american thing is going to get screwed out of their opportunity at adam cole adam cole's going to get both titles because of Kerry and Cross.
3: No, no, no. I don't think I'm calling get both titles. I think the match is going to start and towards the finish Kerry and Cross is going to come out and destroy everybody. No one wins the match.
2: Oh, so it's going to be you think it's going to be a DQ. Yes. All right. I Okay, so that's a, that's a, probably the most likely thing that's going to happen. Um if they really want to like steal the buzz, wouldn't
3: they put both
2: titles on somebody?
3: Uh, you'd think so, but I you know, I think this is counter programming to an extent. It's um, counter
2: programming the, the marketing to the build. What's that? It's 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 counter programming in that it's gonna get people to tune in, not necessarily like, you know, to, the payoff, yes, yes, yeah. yes.
3: I, I think they're they're gonna tease something major happening, but only gonna do it in an extent in an effort to uh tell the story they wanna tell. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they're gonna change when they're gonna drop titles based on uh, whatever AEW is going to do, mm-hmm. um, if so, that's 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 kind of silly on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they have a story, if they have a timeline for telling those stories, they should stick to that rather than just like, oh, they're having a major thing. It's not like Brian Cage is going to beat Mox for the title on July eighth. Yeah, Mox is going to win. Yeah. Um. So, just my gut's telling me that's the most likely scenario, where Karrion Cross goes out, destroys everybody on the to end the show on the eighth, and then from there. They'll start laying the groundwork for whatever the match. is going to be the next takeover. Whether it's going to be Cole and cross or some sort of triple threat situation. Cole cross and whether it be Keith Lee, if he retains North American title or Balor or Gargano, whomever, the, mm-hmm. you know, comes out of that North American title match as winner. Um, I guess if they want to, they can do the triple threat at the next takeover. They can have cross. Would it, if they want to put the belts on them right away mm-hmm. and not pin Adam Cole. Yeah. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. I think what you just said is, is probably how it's gonna go down. Uh I would I would love to see. I, I would love to see. I love look, I, I like I like when they say, hey, this is gonna happen and then it happens. I love that Night Doe has both titles right now. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um probably what you're saying is is probably true though. Um so yeah. Uh and then the other thing that I noticed in this episode. Well, okay, we'll we'll talk plenty about Robert Stonebrand vomiting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um but and I might be reading too much into this. The end of the episode saw Sasha, and, oh, Sasha Banks yeah, yeah, and yeah, Bailey. Yeah. They beat Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. But that wasn't the end of it. Io Shirai no. comes out. She doles out punishment to the champions, the tag mm-hmm. title champions, mm-hmm. and she starts screaming, This is NX, or This is my NXT, or whatever she says, yeah. right? Yeah. So Triple H, uh, after the uh, triple threat match at uh, uh, In Your House Takeover, mm-hmm. uh, had said. Uh, the reason why the finish to that main event went down the way it did is because uh, uh, in three to four months, they have something planned. He has some sort of story payoff plan. Now, obviously, this would involve Vince not meddling in whatever yes. his plans are. Which, but let's say the, that the Vince, wording
3: of limited believe is something on the main roster. But anyways, yeah, if we were to assume this happens in XT, yes.
2: Well, what I was going to say was a blend of the two. With Io Shirai making a statement against Bailey and Sasha Banks, it's conceivable that whatever he's talking about might factor into this as well. Now it could just be her saying, Hey, the, the optics of, of main roster people coming in and beating NXT, this might just be to offset that. And then that's it. Yeah. Or there might be some sort of survivor series thing on the horizon, which would sort of factor in the takeover stuff. You could see Charlotte, bailey and sasha banks teaming up against rhea eo yeah and somebody else or, I mean, or here's
3: another scenario maybe i know it hasn't been announced and 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 you know as far as we know there's actually no concrete plans for anything along those lines but uh say they are laying the groundwork in case they want to do evolution too
2: mm-hmm. i was seeing the same thing too yeah
3: you know yeah and then, totally. and then, you know, you can have all sorts of cross-brand matchups that you w- otherwise wouldn't get going on there.
2: Mm, yeah, that, to- that that could totally be. Um, otherwise, it was a really fun episode of NXT. Yeah, was. There was all it sorts was. of stuff going on. Uh, so, we'll just kick it off with the tag title match that started the show, uh, Imperium versus Breezango. Hey, Emporium. how much... Imperium <laughs> Yeah. How much... How great is it that last week they had a video with Breezango saying, essentially, we've been focusing too much on the entertainment aspect of things, not enough on winning and being serious.
3: Well, th- th- that wasn't exactly what they said, though. They said, now we're going to keep the goofy stuff uh, between the ramp and the ropes. Once we get in the ring, once the bell rings, essentially, we're all business. That's oh. really what they said. It wasn't so much all told all right. they were being too goofy. Fair and enough. from this point on, once the match starts... No more goofiness. All right. Yeah, fair enough.
2: Did you notice And I mean, they've sort of been doing that in NXT anyways, haven't they? That's sort of been... The, yeah, but like, I, mean, they I mean, it, really it definitely
3: felt more the case the last couple weeks. Yeah, okay. Or the last two matches, that once the bell rings, they're not worried about, you know, because, you know, it, it, previously, uh, Fandango, the mid-match, start grinding his hips and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, and... and, and Pelvic thrusting all the place. He doesn't do that anymore.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was they're right. It was out of control on main roster. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, this sort of went the way we figure it would. Uh, again, another tag match where there was just a lot of milling about, like we saw in AEW last night. I don't know if this is counter programming. They're like, hey, they're probably going to have a lot of milling about in this tag match. So, the finish of this match saw sort of a scrum on the outside between uh, uh Share and and uh, Lorcan and Birch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that led to Tyler Breeze being on the apron, sort of like, look at what's going on over here. He gets hit by uh, Bartell mm-hmm. uh, and sends Breeze into the scrum. Bartell gets rolled up by Fandango, but then the legal man Eichner comes over, DDTs the living crap out of Fandango. He gets the pin and the win. Yeah. Yeah. Imperium. It was a fun match. Wins. Uh, yeah, no, it was a fun match. It was cool stuff. It was cool. Uh, I did. Hey, I did actually kind of like the Imperium's theme song, uh, with the beat. Oh, the remix more yeah. the remix yeah. the disco version. I thought really? was pretty solid. Hmm. Solid stuff.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Next, we had a Velveteen Dream interview. He's asked, "What's next for the Dream?" He says, "That's the wrong question." <laughs> Wait,
2: hold on. Sorry, wow. I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, Art Fracture here says Melter and Alvarez had the exact same exchange you guys just did. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> as to what that was. If Art here can uh, let us know what that yes. was, I'm kind of yes. curious.
3: Uh, so a Dream interview with Tom Phillips uh, Dream says the question you should have asked is, is Why is this your first interview with the Dream In the 10 years been with WWE uh, Tom Phillips and mm-hmm. while he's talking to him Dexter Loomis pops up from behind the couch Yeah And drops a sketch of himself and, Dr- and the Dream With tag titles yeah. And then Dream turns notices it As he's saying he has no recollection of his loss To Adam Cole he looks at the picture Goes on for a little bit but ultimately says uh, Ain't gonna happen Dream is a solo act. Yeah, so it's totally gonna happen, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. yes. They're keeping. Good. They're keeping Velveteen Dream around the title. Some title picture. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. They wanted yeah. it's gonna be the tag titles. Yeah,
3: he had a half shirt on
2: too. He did. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. And I don't know. Hey, dude, listen. If Otis keeps up whatever workout regimen he's got going now, where he's thinning out the waist, if that dude ends up. With like Keith Lee type abs, you know, where it's like he still has a big midsection, but like you can see abs there, which is weird. Um, that always confuses the crap out of me. So if if he ends up like Keith Lee. Yeah, I don't know. Keith Lee in a half shirt doesn't do it for me either, man. Yeah, it's not, no good. No good. Otis, you got to get a full shirt, man. Uh, so after that, uh, Priest, uh, Damien Priest drives up in his really fancy Challenger. Yeah, which is uh, for Probably shadow, a rental. Probably because a rental. here's the thing. You park in a parking space. You don't just, like, drive up and park somewhere. Yeah. What kind of car do you think you actually said is a rental? What
3: kind of car do you think is? I'm just it's guessing it's a rental for the the segment. Cameron Grimes is
2: definitely was a rental. Yeah. Or it was just really out of character because, like, a white sedan. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So uh, after anyways that, yeah,
3: he pulls up, and, and Grimes is lingering in the background.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, in
3: the distance, you could see him.
2: Uh, one Nava here in chat says no fat shaming. I look, I point, I look in the mirror when I do that. Okay, I fat shame me first. That enables me to then fat shame outside. And really, it's just a critique. It's a, it's a criticism. It's a it's a constructive criticism of Otis and how serious I can take him as a champion.
3: So let me ask you this question. Hmm. So let's assume he ditches the the half shirt. So he wears shirts, and 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 uh, the shirts that are necessary to accommodate his girth around the midsection are larger sizes so the shirt could potentially unless he takes some scissors to it hang down low enough to cover up his trunk so it looks like he has no trunks on oh yeah so which one is worse in your mind The the oh is Otis naked underneath that shirt look or the half shirt okay so in the ring
2: in the ring it's gotta be it, it's it, no shirt it's
3: gotta be no shirt in the ring that's not or, an option or the it's, singlet it's, it's it's he's gonna wear a shirt to the ring it's either a half shirt or a shirt that makes you wonder if he's got anything underneath those are options oh wow yeah you gotta wear a shirt to the ring so which one is it gonna be the half shirt or the he could be naked <laughs> under that shirt he's got it. he's gotta hey you know what dude
2: it's work for Randy Orton Randy Orton spent half his career wearing a shirt over trunks and it looks like he's naked that's the one
3: that's the one oh, no. Cause I, cause I feel like a lot of wrestlers do that Otis is trying to separate himself from the pack by rocking the half shirt. See, I'm all in favor of the half shirt. Okay. 100% behind the half shirt. Okay.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, we disagree on, or we agree on a lot. We don't have to agree on everything. Zondo here says, uh, Alvarez said, this sucks. They said they're going to be serious. And then Dave says, well, um, actually, actually, I think um, they, they said they, um, they they won't be silly during, during matches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, so uh, Damien Priest, who now is like a face, right? He's like a good guy now, right? I don't know what the hell
3: they're doing with this guy.
2: I have no idea. None. None. He takes on the returning Killian Dane. I'm pretty sure he's a bad guy. He wore, he wore this, yeah, he, he wrestled this match heel, anyways.
3: Yeah, no, I, I know that Killian Dane is a heel. I understand that. But they're still pushing, the, like, uh, Moro's like, yeah, uh, Priest riding high with momentum from TakeOver. Uh, even though it didn't go the, the night didn't go the way he wanted it to he was like well then what momentum is there you know <laughs> yeah you really get He's, a lot of momentum from good effort
2: yeah i don't see there's momentum when the guy is like doing a silly how my back hurts dance during the entire match it, which was really funny because like he would go oh, like it was just like okay most guys you look you look cooler like when Matt uh, uh, what's his face Matt Jackson you yeah. know he does this and he sort of limps around yeah. Damien Priest was doing a thing where it looked like he had a rod in his butt he was like dancing all weird he was like
3: oh well, I guess depends it depends potentially like so there's some times where I've gotten up my back has got stiff and that's the posture where your, your back is really arched yeah it's not sometimes yeah you know Ooh. you, you kind of you do the Matt Jackson where you're kind of leaning over forward and got a little limp, but sometimes it's really tight, especially if I'm sitting in a chair like this and I get up and it's tight. It is where I stick my chest out. Cause it's so tight. Yeah. But here's the thing
2: the that paradoxes. doesn't look cool. You can, you can have a bad back and look cool. Damien priest didn't do that. All right. Anyways, he's selling there's, his back there's injury. A, there's just
3: a lot. There's a lot of, the, the, I don't get what they're doing with Damien priest. I don't think he knows. I don't think they know. There's too many things going on here. Uh, yeah,
2: for me, for me, I am, it, it Pretty much works. I, I'm not a, as averse to him as I think you are. I think it, it works for me. I just, he's a really cool looking guy with a really great voice. He was very nice to Starcast.
3: He was. He was. He, was he drives really nice. a
2: Challenger. He, he has like Scott Hall themed gear. Uh, man, I, I would. I. He's goals. He's goals for me. To All be right. that tall, that good looking.
3: Well, you're never gonna be that voice tall. voice like this, huh? You're never gonna be that tall. It's not a realistic goal to be six seven.
2: What do you think is a? Mo- yeah, okay, you're right. Physically, I mean, you're speaking, that's you're,
3: you're 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 a full grown adult. You're not going to grow six inches overnight. That's the, that's my point. Why are you always such a bummer? Well, I mean, you're saying goals. Yeah, you could get incredible shape like him. Maybe someday you can have a challenger. Maybe someday you could put on the voice where you talk really deep. There's nothing you could do to grow six inches. There's nothing you could do to grow six inches. I'm just telling you. The other goals, yeah, totally achievable. And if you want to do that. I got your back. I'm just yep. here to tell you the hard truth that you're not going to grow six inches.
2: You're a crap friend, man. Anyways, he pulls out a gutsy win, Larson, with the reckoning. You know, I know it was called the reckoning because I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off Steve Notes, baby. Steve Notes. <laughs> They've been calling it the reckoning ever since he debuted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I don't pay attention, and now I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to be six seven, okay. And That's the good. first step of the first step is writing my own notes.
3: Yeah, you're trying to be uh, six seven in the in the world of note taking. I'm gonna get on Carmax and see if they have any challengers. You gotta trade in your <laughs> your uh, sensible vehicle.
2: Nah, man, I'm actually gonna be in the market because I'm giving that cruise to uh, to summer. Mm. Uh, I'm giving that to summer, and then I'm gonna get. I've been looking at Jeep Wranglers.
3: You're gonna get a gas guzzler, huh?
2: Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, it's eighteen, eighteen uh, city. That's not terrible, is it? That's yeah, not great. Not great, is it? What is? What's <laughs> your target? Tri- I don't drive though. I don't go anywhere. What is your target now? Oh, thirty probably, thirty-two something it's been like more that. Yeah, it's literally half. But yeah. I don't go anywhere, dude. I understand. I but city
3: driving is what you know is it causes because it's all stop and go.
2: Yeah, I don't go anywhere.
3: That's where I go to Winco and
2: I go to my kid's school and that's it. Yeah, i don't go anywhere. So I think it's all good. Anyways, after that, uh, we've got Santos
3: <laughs> Escobar video. Package. Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait really a cool. second. What?
2: Jonathan here in chat says there's a weird femur slash tibula stretching surgery that allegedly can add six inches of height.
3: Is that the way they break your bones and then they, and they set them a certain number apart, but you have to do it step by step. I've heard about that before.
2: Transhumanism. That's what I'm going to get into. And I'll be six, seven and like a robot. But wait what bones did he say tibula fibula no femur t- femur tibula
3: I was gonna say because if it's just the the two bones in your body your bottom half of your leg you'd have enormous shins <laughs> at Six inches to your shins. And that's yeah, you but get. if I'm
2: wearing pants, which I don't generally do but you'd
3: I do look, in public Yeah, well if, you, if you're wearing pants to cover up a bit But if you're wearing shirts, maybe You're like man that, that dude's got some huge shins. Yeah, I'd look glitchy. I'd look weird. It'd be kind of weird but if it's lower and upper leg, but but that's like years of surgery, and it's probably exceptionally painful to grow six inches. I
2: can feel the one star reviews hitting our uh, iTunes account right now. These guys are just talking nonsense. After that, we had a Santos uh, video. That's he's going to have a thing coming up in a second here. Yeah, I think they're he was really
3: bridge. good tonight. I like this package a lot. Santos is great. He's yeah, awesome. Man
2: uh after that we had a. Uh, oh yeah oh, you so, want to talk
3: about this because it sets up what he said later on i mean it's really quick he said when you turn your back on your legacy a new future is born uh, i will rewrite the future of lucha libre in my own words starting tonight that was it but visually it was really cool
2: yeah 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 no it was great they were on a bridge or something uh and, and the faction's
3: after... got a name it's uh, uh i guess the translation would be the the legacy or the the phantasma legacy Oh, is that what they're calling the... Is that that's what they're calling what, the That was on the logo. Oh, cool. And then cool. Moro uh, said that as well.
2: Le- legacy in Spanish. I know. I was going to write that down, and I didn't.
3: Damn it. Yeah, I meant to as well.
2: In Spanish. It, again, it's one of those things. That's, oh, legato. Thank, mm-hmm. Thank you. legato. Thank you, Google. Um, so, uh, but before we got to... And then next, we had Ziya Lee versus Aaliyah. Before that, they showed, uh, as Killian Dane made his way up the ramp, uh, Robert Stone... Who had the uh the paper bag, the comedic paper bag booze yeah. bottle. Yeah. Was sort of leaning up against the the plexiglass in front of what's his face? Bugenhagen. And uh Killian Dane like whacked the glass and uh, Stone goes flying. <laughs> and he just lays there. Oh, this was sir, this is so unexpected and terrific. Um it's not something you normally expect from NXT, you know? No, you know, dude, I, I have heard I like... have heard complaints on twitter i'm trying to remember who i'm not going to call them out but i've seen a couple complaints from like wrestling uh, uh personalities on twitter that nxt is becoming more main roster-ish and it's worse for the wear because of it and i completely disagree i mean it, yeah maybe some of the things are a bit more main roster-ish mm-hmm. but my god it's to me it's hugely entertaining so we had Ziya lee versus Aliyah next um Aaliyah goes over and checks on her way to the ring. She goes and checks on uh, Robert Stonebrand Mm -hmm. and uh, sort of, you know, helps him to the ring. He's just a mess. Uh, They have a match, and it's actually a pretty entertaining match. Zayali is being pretty physical with Aaliyah. Uh, but Aliyah's dude there was a cool like little, you know uh, Aaliyah put I'm sorry Zia Lee put Aaliyah up on the corner gave her a big old chop and then uh, Aaliyah like slapped her on the ear mm-hmm. so there was just some cool stuff happening but then Robert Stonebrand gets up on the apron <clears throat> and, <laughs> and proceeds to projectile vomit all over the place it was disgusting so like uh, uh, Aaliyah then rolls up Zia Lee. It's a bit of a botchy roll up, but she gets the win over Ziya Lee. Yeah. And then uh, goes and gets Robert Stone and helps him back. Yeah, that was pretty to great. The back. It was disgusting. It was pretty great. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I know there's gonna be people who don't like that stuff, but I don't know. I'm down for that. I'm down oh, for that. Oh, it was great. Here's the thing, dude. You're NXT. You, you, you give us some of the best matches in wrestling. You're allowed to do the cartoonish stuff. You have the license then. If you just rely exclusively on the cartoonish stuff, then no, it's going to suck. Yeah. but It, it
3: adds dimensionality to the programming where there's a little bit of everything. Because for, for the longest time, NXT just felt like everybody was trying to be essentially the same character, badass. There wasn't enough variety in terms of the character being presented to you. Because at the core, everybody's like, I'm best. I'm a badass. Let's fight. And that was kind of it. And there's like they're, they're adding endless, some wrinkles, they're adding yeah. some more dimensions to, to, to characters.
2: It? it was like Friday. endless twenty minute matches, and it's like, I get it. Like y'all want to put on banger matches, but you can be so much more than that. And I think they've developed a pretty decent balance at this
3: point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of which the, next, mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher, this was great. So he's got another class. He says, I'm a uh, details uh, submission style wrestling. He's gonna teach his students things no one else can teach. And he says, First, food armbar. And he has it. It's like, you know, it seems like this is about as far as you can go. But look, you can go a little further. And the person in the hole's like, ah, stop, stop. Yeah, like, you can go a little further. Oh, It torques it back, and the guy's tapping, screaming oh. in pain. And great, and he yells at him. Uh, next, he shows a double wrist lock. It uh, shows how you can rotate your body, put, I think, your knee over their shoulders like that to get more torque on it. Uh, and he says, this is only the first day. Next time, the real work begins. He tells him to leave. He says, hey. Clean up this mess on the way out. You're crying all over my mat. It's good. (laughs) You're crying all over my mat.
2: That was really good stuff. That was awesome.
3: uh, uh, Thatch style wrestling, they're calling it. This guy's the best. He really is. He's really good. This part was was awesome, too. So next, uh, they called it Undisputed Therapy. So it starts (laughs) with Adam Cole and Bob Fish in the limo. Uh, Mm. Cole is confident that what they're going to do is going to work. And Fish says, if it works... If they help Roddy, they have to do it all in-house. So then Strong enters a limo. Cole tries to have, they start doing the woo-woo-woo thing. Strong doesn't do it. Um, and Cole says, hey, I know you've gone through a traumatic experience. Uh, we got you the best to bring back the Roddy that we know and love. So they go to the therapist's office, and they're telling this guy's the best in the world. And it's Kyle O'Reilly dressed up as a doctor. <laughs> so, okay, dude,
2: are we to understand – that these fools are so cheap; they can't get a real therapist. Is that the situation here? No, they can get a limo, but they can't get a real therapist. Here's the
3: Thing is that Bob Fish says if we're going to do this, we need to do it in house. Oh, okay, okay, that's terrible.
2: So they're just dumb, <laughs> which is no, kind okay. of—it's kind of their gimmick, anyways. They're bumbling bit.
3: fools, yeah, to a degree, but they don't trust anybody other than each other. Okay, yeah, it's a trust uh, thing, yeah. and so they're talking, and like Kyle's putting on a voice, and he's got glasses and stuff. He's got a great beard now too. Yeah, it's Um, awesome. And uh, Roddy's talking about how Loomis is the worst person he's ever known. Can't stop thinking about Loomis always staring at him. He says, If I hate anything, it's when people stare at me.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. Second thing
3: he really dislikes, that and trunks, apparently. Mm -hmm, And O'Reilly's like, All right, let's do a Rorschach test. Here, here's the first one. And and, uh, I think Heb Cole holds up the the picture. And uh, Roddy says, Big muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he holds the second one and Rodney sees it and goes that's, that's Loomis because clearly like, there were like Loomis's eyes in the middle Yeah, of it. and they were yeah. like no that's not Loomis let's put it down let's try another one say so the third one he goes alright turn it over and it's clearly the trunk of a car <laughs> and he starts freaking out and, and Kyle <laughs> drops his character yells at him stop stop guys stop and he's like alright Rod, this is what you need to do you need to face your fear you need to face the trunk and at first he's like no I'm not going to do it and Nicole and, and Bob Fish are like you got to do it. It's the only way you can you can get over this. You got to face your fear. You got to face the trunk. It's like fine, I'll do it. So they're out they're outside back of the limo. He's staring at the trunk. They're trying to get him in there. And he's like, "Uh, ah, no." He's about to put his foot in and then he sprints down the street. He just bolts. <laughs> and Nicole's like, "Well, other than him not getting the trunk. I think that went pretty well." <laughs>
2: <laughs> this was lovely. This was, it was great. This was fantastic. These exposure, guys have exposure exposure therapy for uh, Roderick yep. Strong. <laughs> That was good. Oh man, he's like, I think I can do this. <laughs> oh man, but then it's great because then they have an actual interview with Adam Cole back at Full Sail, mm-hmm. and then like he, you know, he turns from the comedy to being like serious. So uh, he's asked about the hourglass, and meanwhile, in the background is uh, Keith Lee. He well, hold, shows on, up. hold
3: on, hold on. In the foreground, so he's saying next to to was it McKenzie interviewing him? Yeah, so next to him is the road case. And on top of that road case is the hourglass, and right <laughs> next to that is a sonic milkshake. Because all throughout the show, oh, I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. Uh, the brownie batter and yellow cake batter, uh, sonic shakes, and there's a giant sonic shake like all the way to the left corner of the screen. Oh, right man, right next to the hourglass. Those are probably
2: bomb milkshakes, too. Those are probably really good. Maybe. Anyways, yeah. I want to get
3: that in there because there was some... Uh... That, no,
2: that's good. I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny. I have a priest here. No, it's uh, uh, Keith Lee shows yeah. up. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm taking that title off you, Cole, basically. Uh, which yeah. leads to an Adam Cole promo. Oh, but first he throws
3: the hourglass on the ground. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's
2: important. He picks for it up throws it on the ground. Yeah. Uh, which leads to an Adam Cole promo. He talks about being champ for 381 days, and he's like, but here's the thing. People don't seem to understand. You can't just put your name in a hat and get a title shot. Uh, he talks some crap about uh, Karrion Kross. Uh, he stumbles a little bit and calls him Killer Cross at first. Uh, and then he talks about Keith Lee, and uh, he's like, well, he turns the tables and is like, hey, maybe Cole, maybe me, maybe Adam Cole wants to be North American champion, and then you can call him Champ Champ Bay Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. Keith Lee comes down, but before he can really say anything, John Gargano shows up. Uh, he talks about him and Candice LeRae wanting to be uh, the first married champions. Uh, Lee. <laughs> and then, oh, this was good. So then Keith Lee recounts what happened last week in their mixed tag match where Uh, Because Gargano had said something like, you know, when you you hurt her last week. And he was like, you mean when you hurt her last week? Mm -hmm. He was like, here's the thing, John. I went and I picked her up. And she looked at me and she whispered, thank you, Keith Lee. That's the most action I've gotten
3: all year.
2: (laughs) 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 And then Gargano said, stop being weird.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he got (laughs) mad. This brings Finn out. Yeah, uh, he said now that he's there they can stop being marks for themselves and be a mark for him
2: <laughs> What is with his gimmick of like using
3: insider terminology He used
2: another term later on he did? Uh, yeah,
3: and so he tells Lee hey, I still want that North American title he steps up to him and says it's not a challenge It's a warning he's taking the North American title and they turns says, I'm coming for you Cole He says Cole you've been a good transitional champion <laughs> Which Cole laughed
2: at, and I laughed with him. I'm like, "Come on, man! 381
3: days—that's a pretty long transition. That's not a um, transitional change." No, uh, Cole says that this has been Balor's career; he's king somewhere, and then Cole shows up and passes him by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Regal uh, is on the Tron. He, you know, makes the announcement that we mentioned at the head of the show next week. Keith Lee will defend. Uh, North American title against Gargano and Balor. Winner of that will face Cole on the 8th for the NXT title. Winner take all. Yeah. Really. Show will end with Cross uh, uh beating everybody up, holding both those bills.
2: Tick tock. Uh, and then they play Keith Lee's music like when it's they left song. the segment. It is it's a good great song. It's a great song. But, I mean, Adam Cole, uh, he's a champion. I kind of feel like his title, his
3: music should have been played. Uh, After that, we had uh, Dakota Kai versus Caden Carter. I forgot this Keith Lee interview. So he's about to get interviewed, and Candace steps up to him, and it's like, how dare you? How dare you? And then uh, he's like, look behind you. Candace turns around. Mia Yim's there. Attacks. They brawl backstage. Anyways, continue.
2: I'm sorry. I missed that one completely. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, I must have
3: milled about. I don't know.
2: Uh, After that, we had Dakota Kai versus Caden Carter. Uh, of course, during this match, uh, Raquel Gonzalez just all over the place trying to distract Caden Carter. Um, dude, that draping like knee pile what the driver hell was thing, that? That was awesome. I know that was. I watched that back like three times. That was rad. I know. I watched. That.
3: I was like, wow.
2: Yeah, that That's was crazy. really cool. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kenzaro <laughs> though uh, got involved with Raquel Gonzalez, tried to distract again. Casey gave her like a fun splash type deal, but Gonzalez grabbed her. Uh, Kai goes for the roll up on Caden Carter, uh, and then like rolls gets like it's. I think uh, Caden Carter kicks out, but then like Kai is able to roll it into like a submission.
3: It's thing like out. it's like a it Pox finisher, the brutalizer.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, yeah, Caden Carter taps out. Yeah. After that, Excellent. we had Carrion uh, Cross. It's all in black and white, and it's just like Scarlet's feet, and they were on the scene of when Cole tossed the the hourglass to the ground. Uh, and then they both like step on the glass.
3: Mm-hmm. So the goes down and, and like picks up some of the sand at yeah. first and drops it, and then yeah. Carrie and steps in and steps on the glass. Yeah. Uh, then we get that. a Mercedes Martinez video package. That's cool that uh, I know she, once she signed, she made a couple appearances. It really hasn't been seen since. So that's cool. They're going to uh, utilize her because she's really good. Well, the cool thing is, uh, yeah, they have like a
2: coming soon thing, which means that we're going to be reintroduced to her. Her push is going to start. So that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm hmm. Uh, after that we had a pretty really quick match really quick uh, between Bronson Reed and Leon Ruff to try to get through the episode a little bit quicker like some of the entrances that I didn't really need to see much of I just clicked forward 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and then like Leon Ruff came out like the middle of his entrance I click forward 30 seconds uh, I see Bronson Reed destroying him I click forward another 30 seconds and it was already on the replay yeah, so that's how long this match was. I think
3: it took two moves before Bronson goes up top to hit a, a, a top rope splash.
2: It was two. It was only like was the, like the sentons something, or something. It was, like that. It was a yeah. something.
3: It was a senton than that.
2: Yeah. Okay, that sounds right.
3: And then re the promo says, "I'm not one to forget, so I'm gonna do what no one else will." Call out Karrion and Cross next week. Bad and then idea. he gets out of the ring and goes over to, to Ruff, who's who's kind of leaning up against the ring step, selling the move. Pass him on the shoulder, says something to him, and then picks him up on his shoulders and and carries him out of the ring.
1: Yeah.
2: The commentary said that was good sportsmanship. Yeah. I call it kind of humiliating. <laughs> you're, you're a little fella. I'm going to pick you up on my shoulders. Anyways, uh, out in the parking lot, somebody had sliced uh, Damian Priest's tires. And then uh, Cameron Grimes rolls by in his rental. And he says, hey, what's going on? Should I call you an Uber? <laughs>
1: started rolling off. in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
2: His
3: character's so annoying. <laughs> he is, but he's so funny, dude. He's so funny. Hey! Hey! I know he's so over the top. After that, he really uh, is. a really good uh, Santos Escobar promo. Of course, he's got uh, Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wild next to him. Um, he says, "When you wear a mask, that's what the lucha world sees." Then he earned a shot at NXT. Uh, when he got there, he knew the book of El Hijo del Fantasma would come to an end. He said, "My dad told me uh, you're going to be a leader," and he he says, "Wild, Mendoza, you are leaders. I am the leader of leaders. Together." They're gonna lead a legacy and as super leaders. Him, yeah, he's interrupted by Drake uh, He says hey you fooled him you fooled everyone else You know, I've been told I got more brains and guts and I guess they're right and he goes after Escobar Oh, uh, yeah, he's eventually overwhelmed fights back a, a little bit once through the barricade near the table But in the end Santos just blasts him with a monitor. Oh man, and yeah. then uh, hits that phantom driver through the table
2: that dude that table like, they, it's like they gimmick that thing extra because it basically provided zero resistance. I know. And
3: poor uh, Escobar took all that on his tailbone. That I know. Hurt. He just got up <laughs> like it was no, not a deal at all.
2: Oh, they're tough, dude. He's tough. Coming from the Lucha world, man, they're
3: tough. It was great because he, he, he still wore his suit. He oh, gets man. up and kind of just straightens himself out yeah. a little bit. He looks great. Oh, yeah. got, his hair is amazing. Dude, he's, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah.
2: Uh after that, uh they announced next week. Of course, we're gonna get Bronson Reed versus Karrion Cross. We're also gonna get uh uh, uh Damian Priest versus Cameron Grahams. <laughs> and then we had our main event, which was Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Tegan Oxen. Shotzi Blackheart. This is a fun match, man.
3: This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Shotzi is so damn good. Shotzi's so much fun she's in like the, the ring, pure dude. energy out there, man. She's oh so my good. god,
2: she's great. She's so much uh, fun. Uh in the end, though, Sasha Banks uh, put the bank statement on. Shotzi was able to sort of uh, power out of that, reverses it to a cattle mutilation. Bailey brings in a chair. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox gets in, takes it away from her. The ref gets distracted by that, starts like arguing with Knox over the chair. Meanwhile, Bailey goes over, rolls Shotzi over into the bank statement again. She ends yeah. up tapping. Yeah. The champions win.
3: Fun match, and then you mentioned EO runs out at the end, lays out Sasha, and Bailey says, My NXT, mm, yeah, you know. At the least, we get a program, a match between EO and Sasha, that'd be fantastic.
2: Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's that's that'd be so awesome
3: easy man. to think. They could say, It's like, Hey, okay, Bailey, I got she says, I got two belts, Sasha, you should have two belts too. There you go, there match you go, match between that's Sasha good. and EO. EO goes over.
2: That's good, that's good stuff. All right, man. Let's answer some questions. I'm gonna head over to the Patreon and see what questions we have over there.
3: Sounds good. I'll get here on the Twitch. All right. Let's see here. Uh,
2: Adrian C wants to know how much longer you think they're gonna keep Finn Balor, Mister Balor, in NXT. Uh, for the for the time being, I don't see there. I don't see them moving him over to Raw or SmackDown anytime soon. Nope.
3: Nope. Uh, Saldez eleven. Thank you for the sub. Uh, Zondo. Oh, you already referenced that. Um, uh, Blake Mr. Dubs, Whitehouse. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, asked. Uh, Blake asked, "What name would you guys give to a mid-card women's championship? Just make it the North American Women's Champion or the mm-hmm. Women's North American Championship?"
3: Mm-hmm. Mr. Dubs, just yesterday, Steve wore a sleeveless shirt, a half, mm-hmm. a shirt, if you will.
2: No. It's I mean, more like a
3: three-quarter shirt.
2: You're dealing in technicalities there. But we all know what a half shirt is. It exposes the midriff. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Alex Foster. Uh, do double title situations at this point kind of feel overdone? Naito, Shingo, uh, Bailey, and now maybe Keith Lee. Uh, so if they actually did it, I was kind of thinking the same thing i'm like oh they're not going to tie up both titles on one person again are they um but i kind of feel like they're not going to do it because you just convinced me
3: of that so yeah no they're not because gary cross gonna get in the way of that winner Mm -hmm. yeah zondo says finn's character is a guy that would see seth Rollins at the airport and say hey colby right exactly it wouldn't be at the airport it would be in a backstage segment yeah He'd no,
2: he'd be yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he's going he would come out and, and drop a promo. I was reading The Observer the other day. I know. I know. The only game I matched four stars.
3: <laughs> Dave said, Your push is over. <laughs> and I'll be the one to finish it. <laughs> uh him Q, while fit has been great in NXT, would like for him to go to SmackDown and have matches with Styles, Brian, and Gulak. That'd be great.
2: Yeah, no, that'd be terrific. Survivor series, they should do that. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Okay, this this is is a good one. Sleazy Moe says, Which current wrestlers would these old wrestling nicknames best suit? All right, so first, who would be today's rated R superstar?
3: Well, I feel like Damien Priest wants to be that.
2: I thought that it would be Damien Priest, too, but is there a more apropos? I also kind of feel like Is there is there a is there the Velveteen Dream, maybe? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there. There you go. Yeah. Because he's all about the sex. Or QT Marshall. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. There Mm -hmm. you go.
2: The cerebral assassin. I feel like Oh, Champ is good. I was gonna say Finn because he's using all the insider terminology. True. Yeah. Well,
3: he's more like wrestling encyclopedia.
2: (laughs) This is an easy one. Latino heat.
3: Well, it's got to be Angel Garza.
2: Angel Garza. Yeah. Uh, How about this one? Mr. WrestleMania. Roman Reigns. Oh, that's good. That makes sense. Yeah. And then finally, the Million Dollar Man. Who's rich? MJF. Oh, yeah. That's good. Perfect. Perfect.
3: Good Diehard job. Homer, instead of teams in war games this year, how about you? Do feel how do you feel about a championship scramble in the cages instead? I think that'd be awesome.
2: I like the scramble. Yeah. That's when you just throw the title and then the people scramble for it, right? Yeah. Six, yeah, I'm down with
3: that. Six people on that in that double cage. that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, James Rodriguez. In terms of ring gear, which tag team has had the best look? He says, personally, I love how Sasha and Bailey's gear is uh, uh, in ways matching in terms of colors, despite being unique to Mm -hmm. the individual. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle sort of did the same thing where Mm -hmm. they kept their actual ring gear, but they just made sure color-wise they were thematic.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um,
2: I mean, look, this this is... not a not a clever answer, but the new day.
3: It's Oh, they have the they have the best ring gear in all of wrestling, man. It's they phenomenal. have the literally in all phenomenal. of wrestling. They really do. It's just like every time every time they, they change to something else, you're like, Man, I didn't think they could top what they did last time, but this is incredible. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. Like the, the color by numbers thing, the paint by numbers. Th- gear they have now is so awesome. They're doing long-term storytelling
2: with their ring gear right now Mm -hmm. with the paint-by-numbers thing. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's crazy good. It's so good. What do you got over there? James Fletcher, do you think the way WWE uses their tag team division uh, is a bit of a joke compared to AEW? In AEW, they are legitimate main eventers, and in WWE, they don't even seem valued. I think that brand to brand, it's sort of is different. Like, so for example, with raw, I, I agree with that sentiment. I think that they, right now the con, the, the, the tag title scene is simply a comedy act. It's Viking Raiders and the street Profits. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um, on SmackDown, the champs are the new day and mm-hmm. they've been a lot better with the SmackDown tag title scene. Like traditionally, like you had the New Day, the Usos. I think mm-hmm. Sheamus and Cesaro were there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, currently, SmackDown's tag title team, or it's, it's the still, new day. It's new yeah, day. it's still the New Day. But then, like they had Miz and Morrison fighting Braun. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the general sentiment. I yeah, agree yeah. that AEW I mean, has WWE
3: has at least the last few years. Uh, they haven't really put too heavy an emphasis on tag team wrestling, giving it. You know, you could make the point, the proper spotlight, proper respect is one of the reasons why FTR left. Because they thought, you got all this great talent here. he ain't doing anything with it. Um, and uh, a- it yeah. AEW last night, I think of, there was like one, maybe two matches that weren't tag matches. Mm-hmm, Everything yeah. else was a tag match. Yeah. like They put a heavy emphasis on tag team wrestling. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they it's they
2: almost have too many tag teams and they don't know. And then they'll just like create tag teams out of not out of nothing.
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Uh, Oh, Jimmy
3: Havoc and Kip Sabian, your roommates.
2: Guess what? You're a tag team. now. Guess what? You're a tag team now. Uh, Shout out, by the way, here in the Twitch chat to Poker Hooker, (laughs) who just gifted a ton of subs. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. By the speaking of Twitch, man. Tonight are we are you doing a music stream tonight? Or you got, uh no, be... I
3: think I'm gonna hold off another week, wait till next week. I got a bunch of other things I gotta do. So
2: Okay. I will be doing Unsolved Mysteries tonight at nine o'clock Pacific midnight eastern. So uh come by our Twitch and
3: check that out. It's a lot yes. of fun. Yes.
2: Uh let's see here. Um... Uh
3: Jimmy Thomas, am I the only one who thinks that Timothy Thatcher should be the US leader of Imperium for when Walter doesn't want to be in the US?
2: Well, doesn't he have like history with all those guys?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he wrestled yeah. WXW a lot, I think.
2: Yeah, I would yeah, then. Yes, absolutely. I'd love when they reference stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow, this is great, Wolfpack for life. I forgot Killian Dane existed. What are times you completely forgot about a wrestler? I know that it's happened to me. I just I'm not sure if I can actually. Because here's the thing: if I forgot about them, then I probably will forget about them now. But that's yeah. happened to me before.
3: Yeah, same, same. It has happened.
2: Uh, (laughs) Paul Lenkick says, so Timothy Thatcher is basically doing a Stu Hart gimmick, right? Yeah. That's that's what I think about when I see him.
3: Yeah. Uh, White Brownie 92, should Io and Rhea team up and go after the tag team titles, especially considering uh, Rhea pinned Sasha at Survivor Series?
2: Sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sure. If, If you can make a cool thing about it, yeah.
3: Yeah. That'd be neat. Hard homer who in nxt takes the the best part of the prime rib and catering well it depends what you, you you decide is the best part do you like the middle piece that's yeah. medium rare that's yeah. juicier but it's lacking doesn't have as much of the delicious uh seasoning that's on the outside or you like the end piece because you like that that salt i'm that all, i'm about
2: the, yeah i'm about the mid the, the middle section man yeah. i don't need all that extra seasoning on it just give me meat yeah just give me meat um
3: ideally you give me a, a slice of each That'd be oh, huge. Yeah, okay, it's a slice sure. of each and I get the best of both worlds. Greedy. They're going to be like, you want two pieces? No, but it's like, I'll take those two pieces that are in there, cut them in half and I'll just take two halves. It's fine. Yeah.
2: So wait, what was the question? Who in NXT takes the best part? Oh, so who in NXT takes the best part of the prime rib?
3: Oh, Damian Priest. He just goes there and takes whatever he wants.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, Brendan <clears throat> says, New Day did a podcast with the guy who makes all their ring gear. It was a really interesting episode. I'll have to check that out.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, here we go. Marco Vitali. I did not see this, but I kind of wanted to. He says, uh, not NXT related, but Bret Hart was on backstage. And he told CM Punk that he would have wanted the ladder match stipulation for SummerSlam 94 had HBK and Razor Ramon not used it. I think Bret, wasn't it Bret and Shawn? Didn't they have like the first and it was yeah, non-televised? It yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says my question to you, and Brett claims that he brought the ladder match idea to Yeah, events. he
3: said that he said it several times, yeah.
2: <clears throat> my they question to you, him. yeah, is do you think the first ladder match would have had the same impact on the wrestling landscape had it been Brett Owen at SummerSlam versus HBK Razor Ramon at Mania? So if Brett and Owen had done it first.
3: Uh I mean I think I think the, 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 the meat of the story with Brett and Owen was good, and I think that's what elevated their matches, WrestleMania, uh, 10, and then the the SummerSlam cage match elevated it is because there was a good story being told. Um, and there was a good story being told in the, 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 the ladder match between, uh, Michaels and Razor Ramon, because it was like, who's the real, who's the real intercontinental champions, two belts hanging there and stuff. Um, but the personal nature of the bout between Owen and Brett, it still would have been good. Their cage match was good. That mania match is really good. Um, so I think it still would have been good. It would have you, you, if you watch Owen all the crazy stuff he used to do especially in his earlier days, like dude was 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 exceptionally gifted in the ring. They could have done some really creative stuff. Would have been as iconic as Michaels and Razor, who knows. But I think it still would have been really damn good.
2: I think yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think that in terms of the impact on the wrestling landscape uh, that as he puts it, you're really creating something special with the first one being HBK and Razor Ramon Brett and Owen already had something special so you're sort of putting you know instead of spreading the wealth out you'd be concentrating in it with Brett and Owen mm. whereas you know the, the, the added Benefit of that being the first one, the HBK, Razor Ramon one, mm-hmm. really helped, I think, HBK and Razor Ramon and cemented their legacy to a degree. So I think that, you know, it probably would have hurt HBK and Razor Ramon a little bit if they didn't get the benefit of that first one. And it really wouldn't have done much more for Bretton and Owen, like you're saying, you know. Uh, and then Gloria's Broken Soundwave has a question here. Uh, this is the last one on the Patreon. Who's going to be the first female to join Seth's group? Assuming there is one, who would it be? I think uh, I somebody mentioned this before, so I'm not. This is not original thought, but Ruby Riot. She uh, needs something, man. She needs depending something. Depending on I think what be good.
3: they do with Liv Morgan, I feel like there's an easy. story mm. Oh right
2: yeah, there yeah, yeah, work. yeah. Sure. She's like, you
3: know, I'm trying to figure out who I am.
2: She's looking for something, yeah.
3: And then Seth says, "All right, well, I can help you with that."
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, that's a good one. Cool. All right, so. Uh, that's it I know somebody hold on somebody dropped like a bunch of bits over here I don't know if we got that one. Uh, uh, oh, he just said uh, Hood Alex said uh, I popped so hard when Finn called Adam Cole a transitional <laughs> champion and when Gargano said his name wasn't Mark yeah that was fun one thing my name is Johnny not Mark
3: yeah right. yeah that was good
2: anyways that's it for the show thanks so much for tuning in uh, in about an hour or so we'll be going live with Pin Loser Draw for the Friendo Club TV members uh, thanks everybody till next time we'll talk to you later